Personally, par- partaking in pipe smoking. Pause. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm smoking a, a pipe right now. Uh, getting ready to go on vacation, uh, which is basically impossible for me. So this is going to be really interesting. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm supposed to go away for a little bit, and that's exciting. But of course, I could not go without uh, doing the show. So this, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to start with topic that it might be you know too soon um you know it's about a a terrorist attack uh and uh it's 9-11 inside job or no i can't really decide (laughs) i i recognize this is uh offensive to pete davidson and Others that may have lost family to uh, the attacks of 9-11. I also recognize that, you know, it's probably hard for uh, innocent, uh, you know, citizens of Afghanistan or Iraq uh, to have to hear this. But 9-11, inside job. Was it to get poppies and to get oil? And I don't know. It's uh, originally I didn't think so. I was so little when it happened. Um, And I just remember, like, for some reason... If you went to public school in Los Angeles, I my heart breaks for you because for some every time there was a substitute teacher or any time the fucking teacher had a, a an excuse to wheel out the giant VCR, they did. It was like a giant VCR, and they'd wheel it out, and we'd end up it'd be like, you know, oh today your teacher's sick, so we'll be watching Kindergarten Cop featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then you're like, wait. But what about, like, math? Like, I, I, I don't know. Most kids loved it. I, I questioned it. Sorry, a little smoke break. Um, yeah, most kids dug it. I thought it was weird. I was like, why? First of all, where's that lazy bitch of a teacher? And who are you, lazier bitch? Why are we... Why the fuck are you showing us kindergarten? You know, I'd be like, oh, so you... You became a teacher to show us the retarded governor for six hours? It doesn't even make sense. I'm also drinking Maker's Mark. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I just think that... Uh, fuck kindergarten cop. We're talking about 9-11. Inside job or no. So that's the unfunny Kevin Paul of the week. And I got to tell you, a lot of people seem right down the middle with this, which is pretty crazy. Um, 54%. Of people out of uh, let's see, forty people polled on on Instagram. You guys said yes. The nine eleven was an inside job. Forty six percent said no. Uh, shout out to everybody that voted. Please continue to vote. That's what makes the show fun. Um, and so I watched. <laughs> I'm sure some of you are familiar with Loose Change, the nine eleven conspiracy theorist uh, documentary by I think his name is Daniel Avery or something. Uh, apparently, it's been debunked. The guy was like a twenty one year old journalist uh you know quote unquote uh movie maker quote unquote that really wanted to get some attention and so he did this guerrilla style 
wasn't even guerrilla. It was just basically clipping together archival footage. And the overall, the thing you walked away from after watching Loose Change, other than what the fuck was that, is he points to a lot of things like that I don't think you can verify. You know, like he's, ver- you know, quote unquote verifying them for you. He's just narrating. But, uh, you know, the thing is sold on YouTube right now. You can buy it in most uh, platforms. And it's like, at some point, you know, it's like you, you, you're you so afraid. I think there's like, we're, like we're so afraid. Like the 46% of people that said no. They're they're fairly intelligent folk, I'm sure. And they they just want to get away from Q. You just want to get away from QAnon. I mean, we talked about Bigfoot on the show. We talked about QAnon. We talked about aliens. I, I'm just saying it's hard because when you, the second you propose something that could be considered a fringe belief or something that sounds kind of rational, you know, once you start talking about like a character like Epstein, it starts giving traction, quote unquote, starts adding fuel to the fire of Q. And I get it. You're scared to, you know, you don't want to be associated with the Q circle, but could it be that George Bush had knowledge? Maybe. Could it be that? You know, uh, for some reason, the that portion of the Pentagon had reinforced steel and was pre- prepared to uh, take an airplane. Maybe. Why is there no footage? I don't know. Is there footage? Maybe. Am I misinforming you? Probably. Do I want to do that? Kind of. It's funny, but not really. I, the point is, nine eleven inside job or no? Email us the unfunny Kevin Show at gmail dot com. Normally we kick it off with tapped in. Please, you know, tapped in music dot com. Support the show. We just did some crazy interviews. I'm so excited for what's coming out this week. Back to vacation. So I'm going away to a resort um, in, you know, it's it's not too far out of L.A., but it's beautiful, coastal. Um, to take some time away, I'm going to be smoking. I'm going to be drinking. I'm going to be uh, basically a missing person for like three days. And that's really exciting. And I it's hard for me to separate work from life it's hard i've always found it hard even as a kid like if i was to go away on vacation i always thought about what's left at home like if we go on vacation i'd be like i have a big football game next week and i think about football like i always like it's something about coming from i don't know psychologists out there trauma PTSD, whatever it is, uh, a home environment that is constantly changing or unstable. Like you just can't take a break because you're like, wait a second, I'm supposed to have constant shit. Like I'm supposed to constantly be doing things, right? And the answer is no, you fucking lunatic. That's what I had to tell myself. No, you need to learn to turn the shit off. And I've tried, you know, meditation. I've tried CBD. I've tried mid. We all know I don't like crazy weed, but I've tried these things. I've tried transcendental transdermal patches with THC and CBD and now I'm drinking CBD THC sodas we're we're working here we're, we're all work in progress we're all clowns trying to manage the circus act and hope that people love our act I, as a fellow clown I'm trying I'm trying to see what works and so I get a good chance to test you know how I'm feeling and how I'm going to uh, deal with with all this different shit and, and, and that's all fun and whatever. But the bottom line is <clears throat> I'll be going away and trying to decompress for a little bit. Um, but I did last week do some writing and I found a bunch of old joke books and different things I journaled while I was uh, 
just doing some stand up and shit and it was really interesting like speaking of trauma geez speaking of uh, speaking of trying to keep everything in perspective and and focus and buckle down like writing is one of those weird things that i just feel like it's so well obviously it's personal but it's also something you need to really zone in on like i can't just casually write like i have to like if things hit me i can make memos which i'm sure everybody hates like i fucking hate my memos in my uh, iphone because i'll just jot shit down and i'm like i'm never gonna look at that or if i sit down to write pen and paper in a journal uh if i want to write some jokes i'll be like all right did i write something funny last week did i write something down can i can i can i spruce something up can i make something longer can i make something shorter like that shit's brain work that shit's like taking time aside to do it and i feel like anything in your life that you're not like you need to treat everything like a job and i'm i know that really sounds rough but like relationships are a job right it involves two people usually and you're trying to bring 50 50 to the table and that involves communication that involves you know what have you done for me lately blah 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 your job's a job whatever you do you you know if you're working at 7-eleven nothing wrong with that that's a job right clock in part of your job clean up the aisle stock it's all part of the job being in a relationship being a comedian being a bus driver there's shit you got to do and it's like I'm the first person to throw myself in the fire and be like, yo, this is something I got to be doing that I'm not. And so trying to stick to the writing, trying to read every day, it's a job. It's a fucking job. It's a job to stay away. It's a job to stay away from, from shit that's bad for you, right? Like staying off your fucking phone is a job <laughs> for a lot of people. I know a lot of people that just simply cannot walk away from the phone. Like, it's funny. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. It's like, but I have more of a problem with just my brain. Like, I can't get my fucking brain to shut up sometimes. And it's really rough. And I'm sure everybody relates, you know. But it's it's interesting. So I'm hoping with this vacation shit, I can really just watch the whales fuck from the balcony. I can enjoy watching a dolphin jump and not think about, you know, what am I going to be at in 10 years? I can enjoy having a cocktail with an umbrella and not think about, you know, uh, pieces of shit in my life that have come and gone, you know, lots of them, lots of them. I can, uh, you know, take a swim in the, in the, you know, adult pool. That's going to be fun. The adult pool where you can drink like an adult and do laps like an adult with other adults uh, until I think 10 p.m. or some bullshit. And I guess that'll be fun. And hopefully I won't think about, you know, existential crises and whatever. What are we going to do with the fish? Sea spiracy. <laughs> whatever horseshit you're thinking about, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to do my best. I really am. It's my promise to myself and. And you guys, but I'll be back next Monday, obviously, you know. All right. I, I asked if people needed help with things, as we do every week. The show is about lending whatever I can to uh, alleviate some of your stress and pain and horse shit that you have to mm, deal with, you know. 
So one of the things I got, let's see. How do you deal with getting older? Holy shit. Um, I mean, how do you deal? Stay fit. That's my best advice. <laughs> it's better to, to get older and, and not have to deal. You know, I'm not saying you got to have an eight pack, but don't be 500 pounds and 29 because you'll feel 50. Right. Just stay fit. Stay loose, limber. Now, mentally, I don't know. You're fucked. Uh, you got to figure it. No, I'm just kidding. Stay sharp. Do a bunch of shit. Read crossword puzzles. I don't know. Uh, chess. Keep your brain moving. But I really think it starts with your fitness. If you feel young, it sounds corny. But if you can, you know, you're not a fucking drunk and you're not uh, constantly smoking and whatever. If you can feel young, that's huge, right? It's, it's a big part of it. Uh, stay away from bad food. I don't know. How do you deal with it? I, I guess, how do you deal with the actual aging process? That's how I deal with it. But mentally, how do you deal with it? You just accept it, you know? Plus, the thing I never understood is, like, people freak out, like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm turning 30. What is that? Dude, you could still be a loser. You know, it's still an option. You could still not know what to do. It's kind of one of the, 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 the things, the American... Uh, a special feature of being American. You want to fucking hang out uh, at the beach? We'll normally find a way to get you fed. I mean, there's plenty of options for you. You know, don't do anything. Well, what am I going to do? Like, don't you, aren't you supposed to be married at 40? It's like, dude, what do you, what world do you live in? You don't have to do that. You can do whatever you want. So I don't know. How do you deal with it? That's how. Just know you have the the freedom to make choices. You pay for them, right? You pay for them. There's trade-offs, but you just accept it. And you stay young by, you know, staying physically young. And uh, uh, that's that's kind of it. Mentally young, physically young. and But don't make TikToks, right? Like if you're 40 years old, don't. don't. No, have some, some boundaries, right? Ugh, nothing's worse. Nothing. Nothing's worse. Nothing is worse than just not knowing like what's acceptable at your age. Insanity. Okay. Uh, How do you, what the fuck does that even mean? I lost. Okay. This is better. I lost someone recently and I'm having a hard time. Okay. Look, if you loss is huge, grieving is huge. Being sad is huge. Um, someone once told me remembering someone who's gone, whether they're dead or you killed them yourself or you just got rid of them because they're, you know, mentally insane. Um, it's hard. It's always hard. But if you're having memories of them, don't be weak and go back. Don't get sad. Recognize that having memories is part of grief. Remembering someone means that you're remembering the good things and you're actually starting to empty out the negative shit, right? So whether it's the death or the funeral or that thing, if now you're having these flashes of good times and good things that happen, then that's a positive and you got to ride that wave. The thing is pain, much like happiness, is obviously, you know, I don't have to tell you, uh, temporary. So... 
what we have to do in most cases, like, okay, personal example, my father, as obviously most listeners know by now, raging alcoholic, sober now, a sober man, uh, a little over a year now, shout out to dad. Um, but he's an alcoholic, right? Through and through one of the craziest. When I was 22, uh, during his, you know, kind of the height of his alcoholism after we, uh, my parents went through a divorce, blah, blah, blah. He was in and out of hospitals, in and out of jail, in and out of um, psych wards. And I was constantly having to help come up with strategies to get him housing, to get him health care. When I was in the moment, it was really rough. I was acting out of, um, what is that, fight or flight? No, I was acting out of, I was reactionary. It's like, there's a problem, I got to solve it. So my dad would call me and be like, hey, I just got hit by a car. Um, I'd be like, okay, do we have info on the people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Get an ambulance. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Can they pay for it? No. All right. We're going to sue them. Yeah, sure. You got to come up with solutions, right? It's a lot of trauma initially starts with like action based items. Something's happening. I got to fix it. And then when you reflect on it, you go, that was fucking crazy. And then you get lingering anxieties and flashbacks and you have to deal with what you went through. But sometimes... Like now, my father's had the same phone number for a year. That's a first. He's paid bills for over a year. That's a first. He's sober for over a year. That's a first. I didn't know how good it was going to get. And I don't know how bad it's going to get either. But I'm letting now be now. And I'm appreciating it tremendously. You may have lost someone, you know, and... You have the memories. That's beautiful. You have the good. You got to get rid of the bad. That's going to hold you down. But if good memories rush you and they force you to cry, consider it grieving and ride those tears. Because at some point, it's not going to happen. It's just not. My father, at some point, all the negatives, I mean, you just can't live in that past, right? You have to try to live in this present. And this present is beautiful if you can recognize it, right? You can recognize the beauty of a horrible, horrible situation and not have to deny the malevolence of the circumstances, right? You don't have to necessarily deny how shitty or sad or awful life can be. But also, don't dramatize it for television, right? Let's not... Let's not exaggerate what it is. It's precisely what it is. And your happiness is not based solely on that. It's an amalgam of factors. So don't beat your fucking selves up. There's nothing funny about this help, by the way. But it's, just, <laughs> it's a good place to probably rap. Uh, stand-up comedy hopefully coming soon. Obviously, I'll keep you posted. Thanks for listening to the show. Answer the questions. Answer the polls. Support us. Share the fucking show. The numbers are great. I'm so happy. We're looking at a couple of different options right now uh, to make the show a little bigger. I'm really excited, and I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, Unfunny Kev on Instagram, Unfunny Kevin on Twitter. Uh, UnfunnyKevin.com is where you'll find all of the shows. Every single episode is on there. Uh, eventually, when I'm trying to promote some stand-up shit, I'll put it on there too, so keep that uh, website around. The unfunny Kevin show at gmail.com. Send me your questions, concerns.
And you could also DM me. I really don't care. I hope you guys have a fucking great week. And thanks for listening. Uh, I look forward to next week.